Welcome to a special witching hour of the uh, Five of Swords. Um, this is the, uh, <laughs> I don't really know what this episode is going to be called. Yes, yeah, not really an episode, but it's more of a, we'll call a it lemma. a scolium. This might be a scolium, not a lemma, because we are putting, <laughs> well, we're putting it out in place of like a lemma. And like, I, I was going to name it something like the fucking like spooktacular power hour or something. But welcome to a uh, spooky season with the Five of Swords in the SJCFU. Yeah. Uh, little did you know, but some of us are pretty avid horror fans. And by some of us, I mean me, Sam Dietrich, myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined here by Nick Turner. Hello. And Bowling. Hello. What were you going to say, Nick? No, that's it. Just I am. You are. All right. I am. I am not, actually. So I believe that this episode will be structured as such, or this scolium lemma thing, uh, to help you enjoy your quarantine Halloween. Uh, we'll start off with a spooky short story that Bao would like to tell. Uh, and then we'll talk about our respective histories with horror, some of our favorites, and maybe give some recommendations for those of you who are fans of the genre. All right, Wait. the void offers no response to that. All right, okay, all right, cool. So this was back when I was, um, shit, I don't fucking remember, middle school. I was in middle school, sometime around that. And I, had to, I was in the small English class that was really basically free form. There was no like set schedule or coursework that you follow. So the teacher would be like, yeah, go home, find one thing in this category etc cetera, etc cetera. and one of them was find a horror story and this is the one i found which was which actually scared everyone um maybe it's not that scary now uh but you know let's just try it's it's in the spirit of uh scary halloween the story is called the woman with red eyes a man walked into a hotel and asked for a room Ooh, you know, you know I this? Love this story. Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I do love this oh, story. I haven't heard this one. I'm excited. You'll like it. Um, a man walked into a hotel and asked for a room. The receptionist handed him his room key and asked, Are you sure you want this room? The man stared at the receptionist, confused. What do you mean? Is there something wrong with this room? The man asked. Well, let's just say that under no circumstances should you look into the room next to yours. Don't look through the keyhole. Don't knock. And don't make a sound, said the woman. The man shrugged and stepped into the elevator. As the man approached this room at the end of the hall, he noticed the room the lady was talking about. The door was a shade of black, whilst the other doors were a shade of green. The door had no room number on it, and there was duct tape over the peephole. The keyhole, however, was not taped. The sight of a door made the man shiver. He quickly looked away from the door and went to his room. In the middle of the night, the man was awoken by strange noises coming from the room beside him. It almost sounded like a woman crying. And soon after, curiosity struck the man. He stepped out of his room and looked through the keyhole of the black and eerie door. The man was frightened by the sight of what looked like the ghost of a woman sitting in a chair with her hands over her face. Her hair was dark and ragged. She had pale white skin with cuts and bruises. The wallpaper was peeling off of the walls. The carpet had bloodstains on it. All of the furniture had been cleared out of the room except for the splintering chair. The man gasped, causing the woman to remove her hands from her face. The man quickly ran back to his room and locked his door shut. In the morning, 
He sprang out of bed and packed his clothes quickly. He ran out the door, stopping in front of the strange room. The man couldn't stand it anymore. He had to look inside that room. So he did, through the keyhole. But he was surprised to see nothing but redness, red with specks of black. Perhaps the woman covered the keyhole with a dirty red cloth, he think. He says to the receptionist, I would like to transfer to another hotel, and handed the receptionist his room key. She sighed and snatched the room key from his hand. You looked through the door, didn't you? Asked the receptionist. The man nods. Let me tell you a story, said the lady. A long ten years ago, a woman checked into that room. A young boy broke into her room and killed her that night. The boy was arrested. It turns out that woman was the manager's daughter who had been recently kicked out of her house. We replaced the door with a black one since the boy smashed the other one and duct taped the peepholes shut. We forgot about the keyhole, so everyone who checked into the room next to her had looked through it. The first time, they see the woman's ghost sitting in a chair. Most people looked only once. But there's one thing about this woman. Is that her eyes are big and they are as red as blood. The end. Yeah, that freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, with you, it, it really uh, did. When, it, when, it, when I realized what was going on when he initially looked through the peephole. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it, it is. Um, yeah, and that's the nature of horror I want to talk about. Is that not, not the in-your-face horror, right? It's like something you have to figure out for yourself. Yeah. I mean, quite quite literally, she was in in his face, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> he was in the keyhole, but mm. yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I get what you mean—the sort of subversive horror that mm-hmm. you have to think about and sort of weasels way into your mind. Uh, so I guess I figure going into that, the there's just a whole host of things that we enjoy and consume that are horror based. I know Nick really likes horror literature. He and I have been on sort of an r slash no sleep reading phase uh, yeah. i know Al really enjoys horror movies as do i uh so i figured we'd start where best to start with which is just like our respective histories with the genre uh and just the medium of horror regard whatever horror regardless of medium i fucked that up but i guess uh bow if you want to start which is how you got into it and what what you like the most yeah uh I guess uh, my history with horror starts with uh, Boruto Naruto the movie. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. That Momoshiki fight is worse mm. than the Midsummer. It's terrible, terrible. Um, uh, but in all honesty, I guess the first movie that I actually watched that was, you know, actually classified as horror was The Exorcist. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> you, know the, you know those stairs are in Washington, D.C., right? Yeah, good like to the, know. We can we can go visit that. <laughs> good to fucking know. Okay. <laughs> Bauer, are you, um, what is your reaction after knowing that those <laughs> God damn it. I, just the, the scene the scene where he's fucking killed by the fucking ladder that just swings onto his back yeah. and just fucking snaps. I mean, the scene that got to me in the fucking exorcist was um the uh the cross scene where she where she's um she's doing some things to herself with the cross. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, Bao, or if no, no, I, I kind of tuned it out. Um, oh, oh, would you like me to describe it for the the listeners? Yes, please. Sure. Uh, so there's a scene in which the mom walks in and fucking I can't remember her name. The like, it's not Reagan. Is it Reagan? Whoever, 
the the girl who's being possessed i can't remember her name for the life of me uh, um, yeah whatever i know she was played by like linda blair or whatever but here we go we're horror aficionados and we can't even fucking remember yes, it, was, it, was reagan. it was reagan it was <laughs> yeah reagan. reagan okay yeah so reagan is like going full fucking like head spinning around calling her mom all kinds of curse words and then like she takes the cross that like they're gonna use to be like power of christ compels you and starts violating herself with it uh which is a which is a scene that stuck with me when I watched that movie. Um, yeah, fucked up, man. Good yeah. God. Um, shout out to uh, Maswan Sidal, who was in that movie as the father. Actually, I loved um, him as an actor. Mm. He was in what the fuck was it called? Like uh, seven something. Um, seven. Oh. 12 monkeys. No, I mean, <laughs> any movie with a number in it is just 12 monkeys. The, the Seventh Seal. That was oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is a classic masterpiece that mm, probably isn't that popular these days. It's it's like more of a existentialist piece, but whatever. Huh. That's, that's not horror. Just check it out when you can. But yeah, The Exorcist was first. Uh, some notable uh, mentions from my childhood where it's the sort of things like I watch and then I got really scared so that I scared myself to forget about it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Incredibly horrifying yeah. because it was real human beings doing human being shit to each other instead yeah. of like horror shit. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to talk about that. Jesus. That's fucking terrifying. The dog. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. No, it's the opening a scene. horrifying movie. The opening the scene, scene with like, the defibrillators too. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, it's gross. Oh, body horror is a whole thing. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick, I don't know what you you know, old movies. Yeah, no, Nick, you're not really a big fan of movies. You like more like horror literature and video games, right? Yeah, I um I am very easily scared from movies for some reason however from literature and games that translates into me wanting to play it more Mm -hmm. um which is not the case for movies so the only movie that i've watched that i can remember that is horror was the shining Um, yeah Mm -hmm. which i mean it's not it's not the scariest thing out there uh, but it's not bad. I mean, yeah. it's revered as a classic movie. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's There's that. It's honestly not my favorite adapted Stephen King horror. No. My my favorite is Misery. My I I'm gonna sound really dumb for saying this because of how many times I've joked about it with Paul. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite Stephen King adaptation right now is like the recent It movies. I mm. like yeah the story has a stupid ending but it had a stupid ending in the books anyways the it actually had a worse ending in the books in my opinion cuz Stephen King sucks at endings uh, <laughs> uh but, I haven't seen it but and do do answer me this is the orgy still in it the no, sewer no, orgy No it replaced the ritual of Jude with something like the ritual of Jude is something different Okay that's what I'm saying that's why I was saying like the book is a little worse actually with how it resolves things Granted granted it makes more sense in the in the in the book because it is like the allegory of Pennywise being just this entity made out of fear and like that feeds on fear Mm -hmm, is the fact that like the way that they beat the thing or like they become adults is to do a thing that is like considered you've become a man 
or like or like you've you've been deflowered as a woman kind of thing so there's a there's a bit of thematic significance to like why it's in there it's not just like stephen king threw it in there because he's like oh kids fucking but he kind of did at the same time (laughs) okay yeah i mean like i'll give him the pass because he was probably office rockers on like cocaine as we know i mean yeah (laughs) yeah most horror writer well dude got into like a car accident that left him like crippled for a while and he was off like painkillers and shit so that makes sense like there's pictures of him in a full body cast yeah Uh, yeah um yeah and that that's like the old stuff right and then for like a long time for like a decade i was just out of it like i wasn't interested in anything that came out until like in the last four years i think we can call it a revival of like good horror too where people realize hey it's not the jump scare and the blood that's scary but like being alive is fucking scary um, yeah yeah horror went through this weird phase and I, I can kind of track how it happened because I just I, I think if unless Nick wants to go like no I mean I don't really know the history I just call that phase the outlast phase yeah yeah well yeah. I, I mean like I'm talking about like so what happened essentially because the it made my own his, like personal history with horror I kind of liked just sort of kid horror shit but like I also liked like real horror. So like just look watching ghost shows and like reading books about like ghost hunting and shit. And I would terrify myself as a kid with all this shit. But like I, I always sort of I fell in love with sort of the culture that surrounds history and the genre itself. Because there's just a lot of like interesting stories and people that work within and on all these movies. Like Tom Savini, if any of you mm-hmm. theater nerds out there want to look up somebody who's like a master of practical effects, Tom Savini's done work for like the Devil's Rejects for fucking friday the 13th for the texas chainsaw massacre like he's done shit for like everything and it's all practical it's all amazing he's just a master but like people like that exist um but anyways there's this weird period of time in like the 90s and you can track it because of a very very specific movie that for some reason everybody watched and went oh we can do this and horror doesn't need to be taken seriously anymore that movie is the height of slasher fiction. I guess it's like 90s, early 2000s. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but Scream. Yeah. Uh, oh, because, yeah. Of, because of how, like, not satirical, but because of how it lampooned various horror tropes and kind of made people snap out of the, like, established sort of old world of horror that, like, Halloween, The Thing, The Blob, mm-hmm. fucking Creature from the Black Lagoon had established. Uh, so then there was, like, all these, like, clones not necessarily of the plot but of like the style and like horror movies tried to get way too smart for their own good and then in an attempt to like bring it back around the fucking genius that is eli roth went you know maybe we just make movies about people getting tortured by other people so then you get movies like saw and hostel uh and like granted it's older than both of these but like you get this weird great all the gritty rob zombie reboots of like texas chainsaw or i actually don't think texas chainsaw massacre is a rob zombie reboot but like again house of a thousand corpses which is in the 90s fuck Uh, (laughs) late 90s i think but like house of a thousand corpses uh devil's rejects saw the friday the 13th reboot that happened in like 2009 just all these like weird gritty dirty like uh the descent yeah, the descent is so often quoted as like a huge influence on modern day horror, and it's not oh, it's not a it's not horrible. Like it, it's not like scary. 
you oh, know i found it terrifying the scene where she's like sitting there and like they just like they can see the creature like it like because so i have you seen the movie mm-hmm. like yeah. i i like the fact that it went from like oh this is like a because the market you have to remember that the marketing campaign for that movie pitched it like that one movie with the dude whose arm got stuck in the rock where it was like the horror is that they're trapped in the cave right yeah. But then you get this thing like halfway through the movie that they're not alone in the cave. Yeah. That happens really abruptly when they're like, there's that iconic night vision shot where she's looking at her friend and then like the fucking creature just appears behind her and she's like, do not move. Yeah. It's, there's two endings. Yeah. There are two endings. There's the alternate ending where she just gets thrown back in with them. Well, no. <laughs> she, well, the US ending is like she makes it out right yeah, 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 yeah. The and then the uk ending is like oh i'm having this dream you know i'm having my birthday cake and turns out the birthday cake is a fucking torch yep. and she's still in the fucking cave uh yep. scary <laughs> uh yeah yeah well, yeah i was gonna talk about how it went from scream right and then the next evolution is definitely saw where yeah, the movie like, was not supposed to fucking succeed it was on like a tight fucking budget yeah no it was it, like it's basically a short film because it was based yeah. on a short film made by like college students or some yep. shit yep it, yeah the and, original saw movie i actually found to be really compelling uh like it, it, I, I i didn't i went in knowing the twist but i feel like if i was somebody who watched that blind at the time it came out there was nothing like that other than maybe like uh, that one movie where Al Pacino is the devil. Um, what movie? What movie? Scarface? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a movie where I think it's either Al Pacino. Yeah, it's Al Pacino plays the devil. If I remember correctly, I have to look it up. Nice. You were going to say something. Oh, I was going to transition to a different, like a different movie. Um, if that's good. Or do you guys want to stay it is uh, called the devil's advocate and I'll, it has keanu reeves in it too i believe oh, oh nice it is because well no it's devil's advocate because keanu reeves is a lawyer who sells his sells his soul to the devil oh huh. keanu wait okay. is that no that's the wrong one there's no i'm thinking of a different movie but whatever go on nick oh um what was the movie that was called it wasn't cube um, but there was a movie where Square. the prem yes, <laughs> it was the premise was um, you were in this room with another person and it told you what the platform. Yeah, the platform. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, I do know that one. Death I'm- games are death game movies were never really my thing. Torture porn is is very much not my thing. It uh, wasn't torture porn though. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm aware that the platform wasn't, but like Cube yeah. definitely was. Yeah, Cube was. Hmm. Yeah. It, hmm. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. And, you know, like on the subject of like sh- shittily made movies, the Blair Witch Project. Hey, excuse me? It, well, it's like this one actually oh, yeah. had a purpose, right? Yeah, that's like, fair. They, that's fair. They, yeah. They're like pretended it's low, low grade. No, they pretended it was real. The, like the yeah. marketing campaign for that movie was absurd. They yes. put out like actual like missing persons notice for the cast and shit, and like the like it was shittily made, but in the like it also probably wouldn't have been as scary if it was actually a movie, right? At, rather than like they gave a camcorder to two people and went, "Yo, we're gonna come <laughs> back in like four hours. Go act scared in the woods," and then they came back in five hours. So the people <laughs> who had the camcorders in the woods were like, "Uh oh." <laughs> 
Like, there is some, like, legitimate fear that you see in that movie because that is, like, actually a thing that they did to the cast of, like, two people who were in the movie. They literally gave them camcorders. Went, yeah, all right, so just, like, run around this area. Like, we'll be back in, like, four hours. Give us, like, the camcorders when you're done. We'll take the footage and, like, you'll be good. And then they came back in, like, ten hours or, some, or like, six or some shit and, like, left them just way longer than they should have. And the people were fucking freaking out because they, like, didn't have cell phones at the time. Oh, my God. Mm. So and maybe they, it was purposeful that they came back later. That that's the yes, that's what I'm like yeah. implying. That that okay. is the point is to capture like legitimate found footage fear of these people. They like straight up just left them in the woods. Like a lot of that movie is improvised, and it was really the marketing campaign that like sold it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's next? I I was gonna say you know the last four years has been great for horror movies in my opinion. All the uh, A twenty four movies. Well, the we Vivovich. have a Yeah, sure. No, the Vivovich. Okay. Vivovich. Hereditary. Hereditary is the lighthouse. Hereditary traumatized me. Hereditary is the most recent horror movie that I've watched that I'm like, you know what? It should. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Hereditary? Oh, you haven't seen Hereditary, Nick. Never mind. You're a pussy. No. Christ. Like, the the driving scene, the kid driving scene, so and honestly, then he just the goes to bed. wire scene is what uh, terrified me because of the like abrupt cut to just people in his house suddenly. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Get Out is like cited as classic horror now, which I agree. Like that movie knows ten- yeah. how to create tension. It's not like you know, scary, scary, but like I found Get Out actually to be not my favorite horror movie Uh, and this is actually something i was hoping i could bring up on the podcast because i find horror is best when it's either something so uncompromisingly brutal uh like for instance i don't know like the fucking short story feed the pig um oh yeah where like it it just is in your face uncompromisingly just oh jesus christ you're being fed feet first into a grain thresher Mm um or Fear of the unknown, uh, for instance, like John Carpenter's The Thing or um, fucking The Strangers. That movie fucking terrifies me to this. That is, I think, Strangers and Martyrs um, are the two horror movies that like I fucking terrify me like legitimately and make it where like if I think about them, I will piss myself and not be able to sleep. Uh, because like the unknown aspect of like, cause people go like, Oh, but like, you know, that there's killers cause they invade the house. And then it's like, yeah, but the thing is like, what's terrifying is the only reason they did that. Y- you don't really know. They just, they're fucking crazy. And the family left the house unlocked. So they like, literally they ask, why are you doing this? And like the people just go, cause you left the door unlocked. Like that's terrifying to me. And it's just, you just don't know what's going on in their head. And I found that get out kind of, skirts the edge between both and it doesn't really do it as well as i would have liked it to i found that like the political horror of get out mm-hmm. or not, uh, not get out fuck never mind get out is what i never mind i'm confused you're thinking of us you're thinking yeah. of us. i yeah. thought uh, yeah never mind get out's great because get out does the like the horror of the sunken place really really well um <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. In your face, like, I, I apologize for fucking those two up. For some reason, I've conflated Get Out with Us, but I found Us to be, like, just sort of rides that fine line between, like, whatever. Because, like, the co- core, con- no, Jesus, the core concept of, like, Get Out 
with the sunken place and just these white people hijacking black bodies is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, you haven't seen Get Out, have you? Nick? No, I have, actually. Oh, you have? I, okay. I've sure. seen... Um... I've seen portions of it, but um, about probably 85% of the movie. Got you. Got you. Um, I really like it from what I've seen. Yeah, I apologize. I apologize. I was talking about us, but that whole like horror has to be these two. Or it, it is at its best. As That's my bad. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was like, "We're at, what does this always happen? Where we go, we're, we're smart about this, and then say nothing right about the thing that we're talking yeah, about. Well, <laughs> I imagine our last episode is just going to us be us going over all the things we fucked up. No, uh, no. No, Which, fine. Uh, yeah, uh, we've all done it. Um, yeah, I guess the last movie I want to bring up, uh, I spoke with Nick briefly about this. One of my favorite horrors in recent year is Split. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just solid. Oh my God. James we don't McAvoy. talk about the sequel. We, we, Glass is disappointing in many, Glass many ways. very disappointing. Because A, they made it into a fucking superhero movie for some reason. Um, well, because the twist of Split and yeah, again, yeah, I, guess yeah, yeah. Is, I guess this is the point where I go like, we will spoil probably every movie we talk about here. So if you yes. are into watching these, unless we have like a recommendation section where we don't want to spoil it, just be be aware that spoilers are a given. Yeah. Um, okay. Hold on. Not just movies. Also games. Also and books. Literature. Okay. Yeah. 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 The twist of Split is that it's a sequel to M Night Shyamalan's previous film invisible or what the fuck the unbreakable what? paper Un- dude man What's unbreakable unbreakable yeah unbreakable with Schmidt. with nope guess who bruce willis yeah bruce as, Will- yeah and samuel l jackson as glass yep, yep. <laughs> nice <laughs> and unbreakable is all right but split just split had a purpose right it had yeah. a goal it's like let's portray it's you watching it's like oh this is like a movie about mental illness and problems with people with split personalities but nope he turns into a real the fucking beast the beast it's a legion uh, it's legion oh my god because i mean the horror of unbreakable was that like samuel L. jackson's character because he was so broken like wanted to make things into like comic books and like wanted to like just vicariously live out superhero stories and shit like he never could so he kind of manipulates bruce willis's character into becoming this like superhero-esque yeah. character um yeah um yeah. i guess on the topic of like moving to literature and video games uh what, yeah. do, you, what, do, you, what do you what do you want to talk about nick oh um well i kind of wanted to um at some point during this podcast talk about a horror outside of the horror medium like yeah, I mean, used... I mean they go ahead. You, you yeah. Um, no, we don't have to do it now. I just... Well, I, no, okay. What a what? weird fucking segue, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here, Nick, you have the floor. Well, there's this thing I want to talk about. Okay, then right talk about right it now. now. <laughs> it doesn't have to be now, though. No. The real horror um, is trying to get Nick to be coherent on no. the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I just think um, horror outside of the medium where you expect it is also... Like it's just, it works really well if it's not a cheap jump scare because yeah. you ha- it completely blindsides you. Um, the problem is that a lot of things just use cheap gum- jump scares and a lot of violin cheap jump scares too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> you're just Hold sitting on. there in like this dark it. basement and you just hear life is like a box of chocolates <laughs> and it's like no, no. <laughs> Uh, hold on. I gotta go get a fresh tongue. This one's wearing out. All right. Oh, God. oh Jesus. That's a real horror. Nick's anatomy. Uh, speaking of which, um, Excuse me? I'm not gonna spoil this game, but please, if you really like horror video games, play the game Anatomy. Mm. It's... Yeah. yeah. It's... It has no... If If anyone... Like, if people don't like jump scares because they are sudden and they are loud and they are bright. Um, Anatomy has no jump scares and it is the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced. Nick, I I feel like this is a distinction that you, me and Bao all kind of enjoy with. I think jump scares are scary. We are talking right now about horror. If that makes like, I've always found that like jump scares never really constitute horror for me. So I, I, whenever I find like, a jump scare and something that isn't horror i just go that's a, like a dramatic device yes we use to elicit an emotional response horror in and of itself is a very specific tenet of like instilling horror as opposed to and, and like dread as opposed to fear which yeah. fear naturally follows from dread like horror. i would say um i would actually classify if you do if anyone knows the game i don't know it's a pretty small game it's called undertale Um, (laughs) if you play a genocide run i would consider that you that becomes there is some aspect of horror in that run um just based off how the a game which is super lively and has great music as you play more of it it just becomes silent um and it's not horror like uh, it's not for the medium that it's put in, which I'm not saying that like eight bit games or uh, that kind that specifically, but just for that game, it's as horror as it can get. Cause there, there are some it's scary not... fucking eight bit games out there. Corpse party, faith, faith and corpse party. Yeah. Is faith the one like that looks like an Atari game with the daughter. Yes. That, like, run... oh. oh my God. Faith is, oh, it's so good, but it's, Hello. <laughs> when you realize that like no but like the like the moment when you realize like those noises are actually her saying something to you yeah that is oh my god it's and also like oh it's just faith is a good faith is a really it is good terrifying horror uh, speaking of horror outside of horror actually this is a strange and deep cut that you would not expect from a 21 year old but the uh, episode, uh, and then there was Sean from Boy Meets World. I believe it's season five, episode like <laughs> ten or seven, seven. Seven. I have to. You're gonna have to fact check me on that one. All right. But but uh, it's like it's in season five. I know that much. I haven't watched a lot of Boy Meets World, but I've watched up until and then there was Sean. And holy shit, was I not expecting that to be as scary as it was? What was it about? Um. It's so basically. Sean, uh huh, uh, and the rest of the cast of Boy Meets World get trapped in their school during detention with a slasher, uh, and it turns like it, it it just like it's a Halloween episode, so it is like sort of meant to be horror theme, but Boy Meets World in and of itself is isn't not. really horror, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it, it just sort of like at the time 
it, it's really it's done really well in that like appropriates various tropes from at like 90s horror because that was what was popular at the time um and stuff but it also like does just craft a like oddly compelling horror story in a media like in a show that just is isn't horrible unless like teen teens being teens is scary to you which mm-hmm. i mean it should be if you know what you're about right yeah uh it's uh episode 17 of season okay, five episode 17 okay yeah there we go uh, there was it's such a stupid <laughs> show. Uh, there's a horror game that I really enjoyed that unfortunately plays on a lot of things that Nick just said like are dumb in horror games, like jump scares. Um, the Spooky's House of Jump Scares is terrifying <laughs> as a game. Have, you, have any of you played it? Do any of you know what that is? I no. have played a bit of Spooky's House of Jump Scares. It fucking weaponizes jump scares to a just horror... Granted, the name is a little bit on the nose, but the yeah. way that the game mixes it up and like there's the different like levels and the deeper you go, the more just unhinged everything becomes. Yeah. But the game I, I was actually going to bring up is a game called Visage. Uh, it is still, it is, it it has three, unfortunately, it has three of the four horsemen of the Steam store apocalypse, <laughs> that, that being early access. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this the, is this the one where they remade the, the horror game from Kojima that was canceled? Oh, uh, it, it is very similar to PT. Yes. yes. It is very, oh. very similar to PT, but yeah. it, it has become its own game. Yeah. Uh, so uh, PT is... Like a short demo that was put out on PS4. It was supposed to be a, a new Silent Hill game. It, yeah. it was supposed Norman to be Reedus. Silent with, Hills. Yeah. yeah, but then unfortunately, like Kojima had his falling out with you it's, know, yeah, Konami. It, it's Fun not fact: actually PS4 is with still with the game because the game is no longer available. But PS4 with the game is being sold for around a thousand dollars each. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Also, can we just talk about PT for a moment? Yeah, like, yeah. fuck. Um, the Bannister Man terrifies me. It, yes, the woman who at one Look point, up. yeah, the yeah. woman who at one point is programmed to follow behind you yes. and cast yeah. real-time shadows. No, and... okay, so if, if you thought PT was scary and you enjoy PT, I highly suggest picking Visage up, Nick. All right, I, uh, I have it actually on my wish list. Trigger warning, trigger warning, content warning, the game does start by depicting yeah, very I know. graphically the triple murder of family. Yeah, um, you reloading yeah, a it, revolver. And then it gets it. real o'clock real fast. Um, mm. But uh, it's really well done. Visage is nice. really well done, and it's fucking terrifying. Like, there, I will not spoil anything other than this one singular jump scare uh, or not even jump scare, not even jump scare, it's just a scare. One mm-hmm. singular scare where you loop back around into, like, what I will call the hub world, that being, like, the house proper. Um, and there's a segment by the TV uh, in one of the rooms where you have to, like, watch a bunch of images in the static TV. Uh, and, like, you're, like, so focused on the TV because you're trying to, like, absorb the backstory of, like, what went wrong with this family's daughter. Uh, and then the TV turns off. And then you look and you realize that there's the shadow of something standing behind you. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, do, do I want to turn around? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, the game does that shit really, really well. Where it's yeah. not even like jump scares, but you'll notice little things that make you just not want to do anything but curl up <laughs> and cry. No, there's like yeah. a scene in the closet. There's a scene in a fucking closet that just like, mmm. Mm, it makes me hard how scared I get because the blood doesn't know where to go. <laughs> there, uh, 
Oh my god. <laughs> um I want to I want to go really quickly back to PT and then I want to jump to a different game. Um I just want to say that PT is it's got its foot out the door when it's being considered a video game because there are some things that you do where it just it's like a lot of like games break the fourth wall. PT mm-hmm. kind of like slides its body into the fourth wall with <laughs> how with, with like how um, it like goes upside down and starts like twerking with its ass in the air. <laughs> like it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Slipping like, into a gimp suit. What? There's a po- <laughs> <laughs> what that then hangs itself and follows you around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Like a PT, right? The reason was so popular because people just wasn't. For the longest time, people just wasn't sure how you beat the game. Yeah, it was like it's a conspiracy giant puzzle. Video. Yeah, where it's yeah. just like, oh, you go to the spot and then you yell at your controller this specific yeah. phrase. You have to and say it a doesn't sp- work. You have to say a person's name out right. loud into your controller. Name. And there's another point where you just for some reason have to click on a photograph that gives you no button prompt, and no, it just this photograph. Yep. <laughs> Shit's pouring out my ass. It's so. Oh, I'm so fucking scared. <laughs> no, because no, like people, PT stands for playable trailer. So I understand yes. what you mean by like if you go into it expecting a horror game, it's a horror experience. Like PT yeah. is like the closest I have actually seen to like making a virtual haunted house properly. It it is the. It, it is like the best version of what a horror video game should be because of the player choice and interactivity. Oh, I don't know, man. Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> that's that's, that's what I'm saying. Horror outside of the medium. You see a chunk around the corner with a sausage terrifying? and you go fucking... You know what real fear is? You're in fucking, like, a basement and you just see Vigil creeping out, like, around a, around a corner and <laughs> no, 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 no. Vigil sitting there. Fucking the scary Beady thing little is eyes. You, are, you are crawling around or, like, crouching around in a basement and you hear behind you what you thought you droned out is a small noise and you go oh was that just the game or was that someone taking a step and then you get shot no 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 worse worse you turn around to look at the noise and it turns out that it was like just like the ambient noise from like the jukebox in clubhouse basement and then you turn around and then fucking nook is just sitting there (laughs) yeah Mm. yeah Oh, uh, just great! What game are you jumping to, Nick? I Tell am me. jumping. Well, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to bounce off of what um, jumping to Looper. <laughs> jumping, jumping to Jumper. I'm jumping, I'm jumping to. Oh, I'm jumping to Thumper. Yeah, that's the game. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Say that again. No, um, I'm Thumper Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> um, what Sam was saying before about how. The, in there are parts in Visage where you just don't want to move, you don't want to do anything, um, you just want to like put the controller down or the keyboard and mouse down and, and move away and go cry in a corner for a little bit. Um, there's a scene in Alien Isolation. Oh yeah, where you it is one of the last things you have to do is get out outside of the station to be able to arm an explosive that is inside of the station and you have to go through this same room twice because on the first time 
you have this alien that is um moving around sporadically it's it's smarter than it's ever been it is faster than it's ever ever been and has already taken out uh 10 to 12 humans that are in that room so you're walking around and you see these fresh bodies um and you finally get to where the the suits are for going outside and you put this you put your pants on and you're actually no you don't you just you open up one of the lockers you grab one of the helmets and your tears drip onto the helmet because of how happy you are to finally be getting out of here except it isn't tears it's drool from an alien sitting right on top of you and then immediately grabs you and yanks you into a vent and the moment you see the droplets hit you have this like small spark of confusion and then just pounding adrenaline and and terror because you know exactly what's about to happen that's that yeah alien isolation is a good game please play it yeah that's fucking terrifying yeah speaking of games that like are very slowly insidiously terrifying something that i have actually found uh quite entertaining or uh many of you probably know i already play a lot of japanese visual novels uh, right, right. No, 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 no! Hear me out! Hear me out! Right, right Danganronpa. Right. No, not Danganronpa. Absolutely not Danganronpa. We are not talking. We're talking about another cringy Japanese horror novel. Danganronpa uh, two. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Higurashi when they cry. Actually, and I'm not saying that as a joke. Unironically, I found that game. Granted, it's because I played the fucking visual novel with like mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles and after story and shit, not just like the condensed version. In the uh, in th- that is the anime, and yes, it does rely a lot on the typical sort of J horror shock factor of a lot of moments. But I find that J horror as a genre can be very, very terrifying. Um, like the Grudge scares me to this day. Oh, Jesus the Grudge oh, yeah. is just something else. I don't think people understand how terrifying the Ring and the Grudge are. Just Sadako and Kayako. Here's the thing, though. And I'm not making, or is it Hisako? I don't know. Somebody, what? somebody, look, because I need to get this right for what I'm about to say because what? this is real. I just need to remember what the name from the girl, the girl from the ring, isn't. Oh. It's not Samara. It, that's the American version. Yeah, uh, uh, fuck. I don't want to look up the. Ring. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. Well, no, don't give worry. Me, give, me, give me a sec. But here, uh, <laughs> but you, you know how the movie Freddy versus Jason exists? Yes. I yeah. kid you not. There is a Jap- Japan only made in Japan movie that is The Ring versus The Grudge. It it is it is no, I'm <laughs> yes, not kidding. Yes, it is, it is, is a girl. <laughs> it is a girl who gets like cursed by the ring, so she goes and hides in the house where the girl from The Grudge is. I so like it. pit them against each other, and it's fucking amazing. Oh, uh, so if you can go, unfortunately, it's like it's like Hisako versus Kayako or Sadako versus Kai, whatever the fuck. Uh, but anyways. Higurashi when they cry I have played like the visual novel visual novel with like all the bells and whistles and like the way that the narrative unfolds in the visual novel is very very different from the way it unfolds in the in the like the anime but it introduced me to a subgenre of horror and this this along with the orangutans are skeptical of changes in their cages or why the fucking Kierkegaard reading terrified me so much Bao 
Uh, yeah. It is called Denpa Horror. I don't know if either of you know what Denpa Horror is. No, I do Like not. Groundhog Day Horror? Yes. Denpa yeah. games are a subgenre of horror uh, popularized by the 1996 Leaf game called Shizuku, which also lent the genre its name. The typical model is a horror story. It's not necessarily Groundhog Day Horror, but it can do with that. Uh, the typical model is a horror story where the catalyst for the events that occur are based on familiar people acting in unfamiliar yet seemingly orchestrated ways. Story where the world seems to have gone mad and the protagonist is not necessarily an exception. The name comes from the idea that electromagnetic, electromagnetic waves, or in Japan, the Japanese word denpa, cause people to act strangely, although it's rarely anything that mundane in the actual horror story. Um but just the idea, because you are, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's like Groundhog Day. However, yeah. like that is the big reveal of Higarashi uh, when they cry. Yeah, again, spoilers. There is a fucking time loop um, that like that this fucking river goddess is doing because people keep, like every permutation she makes of the town, everybody still dies to whatever's in the water. Um, but the problem is every time the loop repeats, everybody's sanity has just slowly been decreasing. Right. Um, and it also creates multiple times. Yeah. Higurashi when they cry, surprisingly more complicated. Not I'm not I am not saying it's more nuanced or better than the anime, but it is <laughs> definitely just an overall better experience. Uh for, as a for, as opposed to like the just sort of this is just dumb and shock jock of the anime. Um, right. Would you count th- like v- very loosely? Doki Doki Literature Club. Doki Doki Literature Club is horror. Doki Doki Literature Club. No, no, no. To be a part of that category. Uh, Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another game that is not horror per se, but is just. Oh boy, does it rip your heart out. It's on Steam, I believe, but you have to like get a bunch of patches to actually get the full game. Um, Uh, Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Yeah. No, no, I know. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Oh, no, no, no. Um, It is a game called Muv Love. You would think that it's an Aragi because it is, because every visual novel is an Aragi, but you know what? Boohoo, sex is a thing that people do. Shut the fuck up. Um, so I won't spoil anything about Muv Love, uh, but you play through Muv Love, and it's fun, and it's awesome. And then you play the sequel, Muv Love Alternative, and then you go, oh, okay, I'm going to kill myself, and this it's this game's fault. Because it teaches you uncompromising truths about humanity, uh, through one of the dumbest twists I've ever experienced in my life that hits you so hard for no real reason other than it is so out of left field that you just kind of go, fuck it, we're rolling with it. And then you kind of go, fuck it, we're rolling with it. This is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like me to tell you the twist, I can. Uh, uh, before Those you do, you, yeah. wait, before you do, i just like to point off, point out um, Muv Love Alternative right now is 40% off, and you can get the entire three games, the Muv Love Triple Threat Bundle, for 48.42, which is 49% off right now. Amazing. Doki Doki Literature Club is free. <laughs> <laughs> it only costs your sanity <laughs> and French. Dude, I you want to know what fucking triggers me? You want to know what triggers me to this day? When I hear fucking your reality play, anytime I hear your reality, just anywhere, in any media, I cry now. Mm. It's such a sad... Oh, my God. Oh, Doki Doki Literature Club terrifies me. Um, My favorite part of Doki Doki Literature Club is the fact that um, the game checks to see whether or not the person is streaming. And if they are, they give the 
the um, stream a little jump scare just because they are. It's I just wow. really like that. It's done really well. That's cool. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Sorry, you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, so if for any, I guess maybe skip like four or five minutes ahead if you don't want, if you want to go buy Muvlove and like not be spoiled on it. Uh, but essentially, Muvlove, the game uh, is your standard kind of like school romance, and there's like a bunch of different endings. And it's kind of fun and cool and like romantic, and there's like a little bit of hints that like something's going on. And then Muvlove Alternative begins, uh, and I might be remembering <laughs> this very wrong in that like I haven't played these in years for a reason. Because uh, it takes up a lot of your time playing both of them and getting all the endings, and also it takes up a lot of your emotional energy. Uh, so, Muv Love Alternative start, or I forget if this happens in Muv Love Alternative because I know they used to be packaged together. But essentially, there is a moment where you feel like you've beaten the game, and it's cool and it's awesome and whatever. And then you sort of start your save, and then you're at the beginning of the game again, and it's like a very familiar scene of you waking up in your bedroom, and then you walk outside, and everybody's fucking dead. And it turns out that like aliens have just invaded and it turns into this just emotionally gut wrenching horror sci-fi epic. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Uh, it, it is, it is what, that's what I mean by like, it's so stupid. The twist on paper honestly probably turns most people off. If, if I, like, if you were to tell them right. like what happens, but when it happens and you, ha you go into it blind, only knowing that it's like one of the best visual novels of all time, like, and you walk out for the, like you're redoing the first day again. And you're like, yeah, I'll go for this girl this time. No, 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 no. Everyone no. is dead. There's another, there's an, well, they're, they come back, but like they, right. they die again too. It, it's bad. It's just a very, very, it's cyclical, man. Mm -hmm. uh, another, another horror visual novel that I would like to shout out is um, G Senjo no Mao, uh, The Devil on the G String. Not the thong, not the thong, the G String on a violin or another stringed instrument. Because <laughs> um, I said that to somebody, I was like, "Yeah, it's called G Senjo no Mao, or like the Devil on the G String." And they're like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Wait, no, 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 no." no. <laughs> Would you be surprised if I told you it was a porno? Yeah, uh, there's some sex in it. It's an Eragi again, because nice. every visual novel ever is an Eragi. But like, oh boy, does that also teach you uncompromising truths about humanity? Referred to as God by his classmates, he often enjoys listening to Bach and working, in quotes, part-time for his stepfather. God damn it. This is the fucking devil on G-string description <laughs> when you click on it in the Steam store. Oh, I thought you were reading the devil is a part-timer. <laughs> fucking no. I didn't do it. This is Jisenju no Mao. The description I'm reading is you play as Azai Kyusuke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangster. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, keep going. Yeah. To, yeah, I know. Referred to as but God, but yeah, no, I'm well aware. Trust me. Uh, yeah, but when a beautiful girl named Usami Haru appears in town along with an international criminal known as Mao, it, dude, I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth the $20. Like, holy shit. Is it such a good fucking game? It is good. Uh, uh, I am probably going to actually end up playing it from your recommendation. No, but you have to play acting lessons first, Nick, please. I know, I know, <laughs> I have it. I have it with You need to play acting lessons first, and you need to understand that, like, you're trying to nut, but then the real horror, like, the horror <laughs> of acting lessons is when you need to nut, but the story makes you cry. 
<laughs> speaking speaking of that exact phrase, um, Make Mongo. Quantum Break. That you have to watch the fucking TV show that it comes with. Dude, can I just fucking say, I would come over the combat in that game, but the story keeps interjecting itself, (laughs) and I hate it. (laughs) You're thinking of Quantum Leap, I think, about No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Quantum Break. I have 10.2 hours in that game, and I'm going to have another 10 later today. It's like someone writing period, I'll have 30. Exactly. I looked at Max Payne 3, and it's like, you know what's great about this game? That it interrupts gameplay with a (laughs) cutscene every five minutes. Max Payne 3. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Somebody who has how many hours in Max Payne 3? Let's find out. Oh, (laughs) let me me scroll down. I'm going to play Max Payne 3. Don't. Play Max Payne 3. Don't. Yeah. The Fall of Pain. Uh, yeah, somebody who has eight hours in max. <laughs> that's like uh, that's like two actual hours of gameplay and six hours of just. Cuts. Oh, trust me, it's a lot of hours of jumping and shooting my people. You know what I gotta say? Speaking of, of Steam library lists, I'm so happy that out of all the time I've played Split Wait, Split Gate with you guys, I still have one hour over that in Arkham Knight. <laughs> 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 i think i think oh oh jesus i think uh my favorite fucking bit of just because we didn't really get to talk about internet horror and just the whole r slash no sleep and oh yeah that, Nick. but like i think just i i will leave you with a singular recommendation for this halloween when this is released uh go start the uh r slash no sleep story baraska i can mm-hmm. link it under the post this goes up. Uh, maybe don't actually. Content warning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I. It's scary. It's content, scary and sad. Content warning to for everything here except for one thing. Franbo, go play that. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> content warning for everything except mm, a boy meets world. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to recommend um, from No Sleep. Uh, two, both of them are content warning. We've talked about one already. The orangutans are skeptical of ca- changes in their cages. It is very scary uh, when you read it again for the second time and the third time and the fourth time um, and so on and so forth. Oh, it's just like Groundhog Day. Uh, yeah, I get it. Um, that and um, Autopilot. Yeah. Oh, you were about to say you were choosing. I heard. I heard the gears turning in your head, Nick. And you were like, "Do I recommend the Pancake Family or <laughs> Autopilot? Which the, one?" Okay. Autopilot the pan- was the right choice. And the Pancake Family is horror, but it is not um, something that I would recommend to people out who who are yeah, either if, wanting if I, to go if, in or oh, just like. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, like it, it is not something you recommend to people. No. It's something you let people find. Yeah. It, it is. Um, also good, but I, I'm not going to necessarily recommend it. Um, fucking uh, She's in the House, Find Her. Find Her, yes. That's really good. And I actually also really liked The House with Painted Doors. Um, yeah, have you ever heard of the left-right? Has anyone ever heard of the left-right game? It's also really, really good. Go check that no, one out. No, I want to go. I'll go read Very, it. very, very story-driven, very expansive. Same with uh, My Name is Lily Madweb, and I see things before they happen. All right. 
Um, what do you? What would you like to recommend, Val, from just for just horror for somebody to read on this crisp uh, Halloween? Uh, Chuck Palahniuk. God damn it! <laughs> because of course we have to bring him in. Because you asked for it. We, we did. Uh, why did I? How did I ask? Why for would this? you? Okay, read Stephen King instead. Fuck it. Yeah, read no, Ms. no, no. Read Chuck Palahniuk. My no, recommendation. No, 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 no. My recommendation is the Goosebump series. Doctor <laughs> <laughs> on Shock Street. My recommendation is my freshman year essay. <laughs> no, no, no. Goosebumps movies, not the sh- not the books. The, the, the one with Jack Black. <laughs> really? Actually, if we want to recommend a movie, um, Scary Story, the movie, the movie adaptation of Scary Stories to Read in the Dark. Ooh. Also, the book Scary the Stories scary to Read in the Dark. That one is good. You know that thing that terrified you at every Scholastic mm. book fair as a child. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the yeah. scene, the just the art of that's the, the point. Mountain. Yeah with the face carved into it that was like that made me not want to pick the book up after i bought the horror, it the, the movie nails the monster design for the things on the book cover. it the movie i actually highly recommend uh so any yeah so other other than chuck palinuk do you have any more recommendations last one before we send them off Ooh. into the dark and stormy night Ooh, uh that is, that is lost in v though Ooh, got another one in all right yeah. uh, what <laughs> 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 the, uh, the the dark universe tom cruise's the mummy <laughs>